guys, welcome to another episode of Puff Puff Give. I'm Dev. I'm trying to get situated. As you can see. So we're here and we're coming off of a long weekend, Memorial Day weekend, which was great for me because I was off from work. But you know, I just wanted one more day. What's so wrong with it? You missed out on the drinks, my friend. Well, I, I didn't, but, I mean, I had some well, of my at own. at my house. At your house, of course. <clears throat> them They look real good, too. They, they look all delicious and juicy-like. But I was like, you know what? I have my own cup. What'd you have? I had a white wine um, mixed drink. Like, it was like an icy mis- mixed drink. You blended it up? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry. It was so delicious. But, you know, before that, I had a Henny Margarita that we made. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, that was delicious as well. So, I my whistle was well wet. <laughs> and, um, I, you know, I just had a great weekend. I really relaxed and I did a little chilling with my family. But other than that, I did some, you know, some thinking, which is always good. You know, some self, you know, you got to show love to yourself. And then, uh... I was upset because come Monday night, I was like, <laughs> I can I get another day? I know. When I had to set my alarm, I'm like, oh. this is ridiculous. I was like, why am I looking at work clothes right now? The why? drinks. Okay, first of all, I had to go to the dollar store and get some margarita glasses. I've been all over the world. Mm-hmm. Even Ross didn't have no margarita glasses. Um, so I went to the dollar store, mm-hmm. the old Dollar Tree. And I found some margarita glasses. Mm-hmm. And then I found a recipe off of Delish. Oh. Again. They have good recipes. Yeah. And it was like a margarita, but like you add the wine in it. And it was really good. Like, I was pretty tipsy. See, when I was pouring (laughs) in the tequila, I don't like tequila. Oh, you mixed it with wine? Yeah, girl. Oh, gosh. I had triple sack, tequila, and wine. And wine. Yes. And it was delicious. (laughs) You know, I got the salt. Um... Thinga thinga, so you wanted to put salt on the rim, but yeah. then no one wanted salt, so now I put sugar. Sugar. It was delicious. Oh, that's good, though. But we had a good time. So Drinks we, and food is always good and fun. So we're going to have to have a, a, a wine date. Yeah, we need to have a, what, wind up? Or wind, w- wind up and down. <laughs> Dirty wine. <laughs> Why newest? Why newest? Break the neck. Look, you be First of all, that's a whole workout in itself. When I went to Jamaica, I was really looking forward to seeing this shit. Really, did you see anything? No, because we went during the school year. So like during the week, I didn't know. I'm like, oh, no one like parties during the week, but they live normal lives. Of course, yeah, I have work in school. Can't turn up all the time. I know. So I'm like, dang, where the um, the break your necks and throw you against (laughs) the wall and all that. Nope. Throw you off the stage. Yeah, and then <laughs> pounce on you like rawr. Oh man. So this has been like this is a start to a great week. Hopefully the rest of my weeks in this year are just starting out great. I ain't saying nothing. No. Nope. <laughs> Listen, I need to speak positivity in my life. I am, but positivity is when I go home and outside of work. At work I'm like I'm here. I told my supervisor today, I said, don't start with me. Positive vibes, positive vibes. You know, I'm going to get that on my door. <laughs> no, but she looked at me like, <laughs> and bust out laughing like, say that, fr- say that Friday. <laughs> yeah. 
I was like, you know what? You're right. Because we have a residence meeting coming up, and I, don't, I never look forward to those. Child, them folks going to get with you. Listen, man. You know, you're the little young girl, according <sighs> to them. So, you little smart mouth. And my, like, I can't control my eyes, according to these old people. No, they control But these seniors, you. I shouldn't say that. Well, I'm out of work now, so these are like... <laughs> I'm telling you, old lady, she comes no. to Oh, man. Week. You'll be calling me with a story, I'm sure. Of course, of course. <laughs> All right, let's get to business. Okay, guys. So how's your week's going? Talk to us. No, I don't want to hear about you. I want to hear to the listeners. Like, that's the question to the listeners. Like, they can they can talk to us. <clears throat> Sheesh. You're acting like y'all can't talk to nobody. I can't. Just don't call me. <laughs> let's go. Uh, I'm ready. So can you explain your joint of the week? Because I am very confused. Really? So, I think I know what's going on, but... Romfest. Anyone knows who he is, you know, in hip-hop? Romfest. Mm-hmm. Chase Smith. He, um... That's his name? Like, his real name? Yeah. Oh, okay. His, his nickname or, like, artist name, however you want to put it, is Romfest. Mm-hmm. That's what I know mm-hmm. him by. And, uh... <laughs> so, he... I mean, many of you may be familiar with this... But over, I guess, like, over the weekend, he made, like, um, he put out on social media that, uh, you know, he was trying to, the money that Drake would be paying Kanye for whatever thing going on. Yeah, it was like, Father Stretch My Hands, that song, and I think it was another song. Right. So, he was like, hey, Drake, if you take that money that Kanye about to give you, whenever he do, and give it to his foundation that he has, that, that he started with his mom, that Romfest runs now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. that would be great mm-hmm. because Kanye ain't living up to supporting his end of the bargain of the foundation. Mm-hmm. And so, you know it. Somebody that got stick by their man, oh, uh, Kim K, will open up her little business, her little mouth, and, and make her opinion known and say she stand, I support my man, I stand by my man. Somebody gonna say, say by now. Somebody gonna say <laughs> on Twitter, <clears throat> Kim Kardashian needs to stay out of black folks' business. Yes, like girl, listen, you can. She started going like I was like her and Ron Fest. I was like, when yeah. in God in the last ten years would you would have ever thought Kim Kardashian and Ron Fest, and Ron Fest. would be in the same conversation? But okay. but obviously because it has something to do with Kanye and he can't speak for himself, she had to support her man and um. And, you know, stand up and say what it is and what it ain't. And so she went on talking about, because she put up another post as well, saying that, um, you know, if he, like, he 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 was with Kanye, why didn't he tell him then when they were in the studio? At, the, at their house or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And so, like, she just was going on and on. And it's like, girl, do you even know what's going on? And so just like I thought, I was like to myself, I was thinking to myself, like, when has she been in Chicago? Like, when have you supported the community that your husband came from? Like, do you? And Kim just, ass ain't been to the South Side. And if she has, she drove right on through. Hello? She didn't even drive. Somebody probably drove her. Well, you know they did. And just like I said, Ron Fest came back in the, the most professional way possible and was just like, listen, Donda's house will no longer be called Donda's house. And, um... You know, if y'all want to support some stuff, how about y'all take it over and y'all do the hard work since Mr. Mr. West can't afford to pay salary? 
I'm just confused. But he did. He just buy um Whitney Houston's bathroom pick. Oh, I was going there. Oh yeah, girl. How the fuck you pay eighty five thousand dollars? How do you pay eighty five thousand dollars for an album cover? It's not even on your record or label. I mean, it's not, whatever. It's not even hit. I mean, it's Pusha T. I mean, yeah. But the point is, like, I I, I have a problem with the album cover. I do. I just think it's very disrespectful to the late great Whitney Houston. Like it and was that's what slightly edited. Said. Like you know, they took the Budweiser can out. Mm-hmm. And I know Pusha T talks a lot about drug activity. That's a lot of what his raps are based upon. Right. And I just a part of me feel like Kanye jumped out the window with this one to kind of give Pusha T album some. I mean, he he. I, I will be very honest. Pusha T albums never disappoint, ever. Mm-hmm. I, I do listen to him. But I think this picture just kind of like, here we go with the media horror shit again. But I feel like, why would you do that at someone else's expense? Like, this is Whitney Houston. Like, why would you do such a thing? Like, it's very Somebody posted, like, why didn't they have the picture when Kim Kardashian was robbed in a room? I, I wouldn't want to see none of it, period. Whether it's her, I mean, I'm not a fan of her. But I just think to do that to someone that's legendary, like, I feel like it's just exposing her. We already knew Whitney Houston had demons. Why would you do that at the expense of, what, attention? I just felt it was very rude. And so if you have $85,000 to pay for that, why aren't you kind of knee-deep into something that you and your mother started? I'm just... Listen, I feel like him buying out that picture... Like Kanye buying it out Whitney Houston's, you know, bathroom pick. That's very distasteful. Mm-hmm. That's very distasteful. Um, as much like, but you, you, I can't be surprised. Like, he put his mother's surgeon on on but his. That stuff. was gonna be his album cover. So my thing is, if you do that to you, like, let that be done to you. Don't do that to someone else. Yeah. Like, but I'm not surprised if he did it to himself like if he showed his own mother's surgeon on his thing regardless of if it was in the in the tastefulness of forgiveness or anything like that like you don't do that to somebody else like really like what if you put the what if somebody went and brought like you know i'm not saying they should do this or anything or that they would but what if oprah put his mom's surgery table that she died on like on the cover her her magazine like now what Cause she can afford it. Yeah. Is it was that what you're saying? That I can afford to do this? Like no, like that's that's not right. That's distasteful, and that's rude, and that's like disrespectful, and it's like it's like you're you're really shooting yourself. Like you're pushing yourself away from normalcy, from like just all the attachments that you've known, mm-hmm. and you're doing these outlandish things. Like just these acts are just like why, like why though? Mm-hmm. But yet. You're saying, you know, you a god, though. Like, really? Kanye. You a god, and you, you know. But you, but I feel like Kanye, in itself, I know we were talking about, like, the whole foundation, um, Donda's House Foundation, but, like... Yeah, didn't she say something about that she would have her kids run it? Yes! Like How you going... First of all, your kids know nothing about the plight of the children and the families that this, this organization is supporting. They don't know none of that. Your kids are not even... They're still in toddler stage. All of them. Mm-hmm. Like, none of them are above nine years old. Mm-hmm. 
but yet you saying they can do the work. That's very insulting. You're saying that they can do the work of grown adults that's putting probably more than likely their family on a back burner to support this foundation. Because usually when people support foundations and are like, you know, a part of nonprofits and things like that, a lot of their families get put on a back burner for the stuff that they're doing, Mm -hmm. the ways that they're paving and, you know, just supporting other people. And so, like, for you, like, that's real, like, and then she did a All Lives Matter campaign on this thing because she was saying she never said black youth. She said just the youth. And it's just like, Mm-mm. yeah, like, if you read, if you actually sit down and read, like, the comments, it's like, girl, like, you can't even say from an alliance of the black perspective. You can't. But Kim has been fucked up because even when that whole shit, when she um, had, when she gave birth to North. And she wrote this whole, uh, I think it was an open letter or something about her not knowing. I mean, don't quote me, but y'all know what I'm saying. I'm in the ballpark. Something about she didn't understand or she didn't know racism until she had uh, a mixed child. But it's like your privilege has put you in these positions. And I guess like to say that my kids can run this, you know, this foundation I mean, I don't know if she was trying to say it or, like as the sense of like, oh, well, this is their grandmother, so they can run it. I mean, anybody can run anything. Yeah. I mean, if you're uh, you're not, this is when grassroots come into play because you're not necessarily all the players that's involved. Everybody's not knee deep, and if you have the money to just fund a situation, anybody can do it. Right. But it's all about putting forth the work and the grind, really going out to these homes. No one sees that, and those kids probably will never have to do that. Exactly. Child. But then for you to just say that your kids can do it, like, no, how about you do it? I'm almost certain Thanksgiving at that house is a hot-ass mess. <sighs> like, hot-ass mess. Of course. Oh, well, fuck them. Fuck them Kardashians. <laughs> I mean, that's my response. How about you take some of that Kardashian money and put it towards, like, kids who, who can actually use it? No, maybe not. Okay, whatever. Well, man, my joint of the week, I had one written down, but... But anyway, I'm sorry to cut you off. Back to Donda's house. They... The professional letter said that they were going to change the yes, name. I did say And, did you know, the that they can do their own hard, Run dirty fast, work. I need you to get bigger fine, though, okay? Yeah. It was too little, okay? Oh, no, I Run took my fast, time, and I read I that. I did. I had to, like, you know, zoom in. That's okay. And I was like, Romfest, great letter. I need bigger fine, bro. Yeah. That's you know all. what? Listen, Romfest, start something to take them supporters who are supporting you in whichever way or fashion. And, like, get her done. Like, start your own. Because, yeah. I, obviously, your work is not appreciated. Mm-hmm. And that's hard work to do. Yeah. When you're helping people who are underserved, underprivileged, and it's like, hey, that, that's, that's, that can be someone's livelihood here. That can change someone's life, but they don't see it like that. You you like I got see the life. Oh, of course. So you can afford to buy whatever other life you want. Yeah. But that's not the fortunate the fortunate outcomes of some other people. Agreed. Both doesn't matter your skin color or like your race or ethnicity or anything. Mm-hmm. That's just the fact. Well, 
That was a great, great, you, great you, discussion. I feel like <laughs> a stress has been relieved off my chest. I, I, I see, because you came ready like, bang, bang, bang. Like, that's how I feel like you... I feel you, like nylon. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you came ready. I'm like, well, I, okay. I'm going to just... Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> no. That's, that's my response. Like, man, I just, I was like, I felt so bad because it's like his mom, a heart probably was in the right place yeah. of starting this foundation of giving back. You know what I mean? And it's just like, well, damn, like, you got to have somebody that's, I don't know. She, I don't know what kind of spirit that is, but whatever it is, greed or selfishness mm-hmm. or whatever, or self-centeredness, however you want to put it and look at it, and just do that to somebody. Like, really? Like, why? Why Why why? she just keep her ass out of it? Shut up. How about you just shut up? How about you just mind your business? Yes. Mind your business. That's easy thing. Oh, that's something to do. That's a task. That should be on the top of everybody's list. Yeah, mind your business. Mind your business. Drink your water. Eat your fruits. Meditate. Mind your business. Mm-hmm. Like those should be like your mantra. It's like every day, <laughs> everybody. I think the world would be a greater place. It would be. It would be. Well, well. Let's move on to your drawing of the week. Uh, yeah. Uh, Which well, is. <laughs> say it. <laughs> well, I have one, but now I want to change it. Why? Because I was listening to Oprah Super Soul Sunday Conversation on my way here. Which one? The one with, I call her my little sister. I don't know this girl from a can of paint. Yara Shahidi. Do you know who she is? I do know who she, who doesn't know I mean, I'm just saying, because you don't really watch Blackish. Yes, I do. You do? I do. Yes. Oh, so I just lied on you? Yeah, you did. Sorry. I thought you didn't watch Blackish. Before. Tell the truth and say, shame the devil. Well, child. my bad. Dang, I, I thought you didn't shame watch Blackish. Shame you. I, I, I feel like it Why was a do you feel like I didn't watch Blackish? Because I feel like we had this conversation. I'm like, hey, you watch Blackish? She's like, oh, no. So that's why I'm like, maybe she doesn't watch it. I watch a lot of things. Blackish is one of them. Porn. I know. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's, <laughs> well, let's just tell them yourself, eh? Uh,. I don't have a subscription to Pornhub. Neither do I. Okay, all right. Look, they ain't sponsoring us. I mean, unless. Okay. I'll buy the socks. (laughs) I can't. Let's get back. Okay. Reason why, it's nothing in particular. I just really think Yara Shahidi is a really refined young lady. And she is well on her way to greatness like I'm fanned out by her cause she's just so beautiful inside and out she's well spoken just I wasn't talking like speaking like that at 18 she's like wow you read a lot I mean <laughs> I read but it's like damn girl like she's just really really smart she's well on her way I think she's going to Harvard if I'm not mistaken for mm-hmm. college and, no I don't think you watch the show Grownish. That yeah, I think I've watched like maybe one or two. It's episodes. really good. It's so cute. It's funny. Like it's it's really really good. But she's on the cover of uh, Harper Bazaar mm-hmm. magazine. I think it's um, I don't know if it's in the U.S. right now. I think it's like Middle Eastern. Yeah, I think so. 
but she looks phenomenal. She always does that. Doesn't she? She 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 really has a glow about her. She does. Like it's just natural. Like Yeah. It it's just, you know, she's not trying too hard or anything. It's like a glow of love. Have you yeah. ever seen somebody? You may not know them from a candy paint and they just walk through and it's like it's just you peace. must love yourself, or just you must just you you have a, a heart full of love. Like yeah, she has a sense of like um like a sense of self. Oh, definitely. Like she's really grounded. She's so intelligent, and I just can't wait to see. She's like on this campaign, like eighteen for eighteen, like uh, you know, for eighteen year olds and to vote and like to vote. Well, for them to vote in the uh, what was it the pr- uh, primaries or midterm mm-hmm. something like that for them to you know get out and cast the vote. I remember being eighteen when Obama. You know, came to full like that was really great. I really feel sorry for anyone being eighteen and have to vote in this bullshit. But okay, please vote. But um, I just like how she's getting her voice out there and just being like the face and the voice of the younger generation, and it's just really refreshing because I love to just see her in interviews, and I think she's gonna be like a trailblazer, and um, I really like her, and she's my Joan of the Week. Oh, that's and cool. I love her style. Yeah. It's just like, ew, it's just fancy, you know. It is. Just, it's it, like, it is for an eighteen year old. Yeah, when you're used to seeing like eighteen year olds who like want to be super old, barely cover anything. It's just like, like you know, like why? But she has style. Yeah, and, and she, class. It's yeah. classy. Yeah, it's just it, it, she doesn't look older. No, like, not no, at all. It's just, you know. She's still maintaining her youthfulness, mm-hmm. but it's with a classy and style. And her, her mom. Her family is so her beautiful. Her mom is so adorable looking. Aren't they so cute? Yeah. And her dad and her brothers. Yeah. They're like gang gang. Like squad. <laughs> like, they're just so cute. Like I'm on her Instagram all the time. Like oh look at them. Oh they're taking pictures. Like like I just want to be invited to the family reunion one time. I know. I just feel like I'm a part of the family. Mm-hmm. So Yara Shahidi she's doing great things and I'm super proud of her I like really do call her like I text my sisters in the group chat like yeah so we should adopt her as our little sister <laughs> so then my little sister's like well I'm not gonna be oh god <laughs> and I'm like well she'll be like the little little sister though you know I don't think my sister took that she story. don't like that that's nah, an insult yeah so but Yara Shahidi's cool and she's really fantastic and that's my joint of the week yeah. Yeah. It's great in its own way, but it is. Death was a bang bang. It obviously was was on my heart. Um <laughs> but I'm glad we had that fresh air of, you know, Shahidi shots. I guess I don't Shahidi just, shots. <laughs> you know Shahidi. It's wonderful. That's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It's hope for the future. And now down goes Frazier. Oh gosh. <laughs> or down goes Freeman. Um, yeah, Mr. Clark. You know the part on Lean on Me when she's like, Mr. Clark, I'm pregnant. Oh, that part gets on my nerves. You don't remember the part when she got pregnant? Yes, and they're sitting in the auditorium. Oh God. Like, I don't know why. It's just like, shut up. Why? I'm interested. All right. (laughs) Once upon a time, right, uh, my grandma actually used to live next door to the girl, the one that says she's pregnant. Mm -hmm. I I forget her name. She's, you know, the actress or whatever. She lived next door to the sister. So one time my cousin and I 
my cousin was coming uh, visiting from Kansas, and we saw. I think her name is Karen, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not even gonna lie on that. I don't know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. (laughs) And so, we we found out. You know, she used to be on the Cosby's back in the day. So we knock on the door like, oh, we just wanted to autograph. You know, this is way before selfies, obviously. We just wanted to autograph it. Oh, no. Nah, nah, nah. Like, she was so mean to my cousin and I. Mm-hmm. And we were like, like, we were kids. Like, girl, we seen you on the Cosby's. Like, you're right next door to us right now. And I know celebrities have emotions and stuff. But when you're like seven, you don't know. Girl, sign the damn paper for the kids. <laughs> unknown before. Like, oh gosh. <laughs> so like every time lean on me comes on and then Mr. Club. I'm like, oh shut up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. <laughs> I know. It's super petty. One it's... of the funniest parts in that movie was when Mr. Clark is in jail, right? And they're like outside chanting, free Mr. Clark. Free Mr. Clark. And <laughs> They're going to be saying Freeman in a minute. Has soon to be baby daddy was like, yeah, see, Mr. Clark, he was like a father to us. You don't don't know what responsibility is. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a reference for our later part. I can't. I can't. You know what? Yo, I thought that was hilarious. I got to get over it. I just got to. I just, I know. Karen, I'm sorry. But you should have signed a damn paper for us, and I, we, you wouldn't even be a topic right now. Oh, gosh. But no, let's get back to Mr. Clark, a.k.a. Morgan Freeman. Mm-mm. So, um, got another one. Now, I don't know how true this is yet, so I'm not going to go ham on Mr. Freeman like I did, um, you know, Mr. Cosby. Yeah. So, I'm only going to say this. If you are asking to see one's panties, you are out of line, sir. And I just want to know what was the response to that. Like, if he came up to you like, hey, girl, let me see them panties. Like, <laughs> that's not <laughs> funny, but. <laughs> no, like, it's seriously. It's not funny like, at all. Like, like what the hell? If like, somebody, that's... If somebody said that shit to you, you'd be like, the fuck? Like, right. what you mean? What? Like, you know, get your stupid ass out of here. That's how I feel. Do but, I just hand the panties over? Like, like no. Like, like oh. uh, we're looking like pink Who's, today. Who thinks? <laughs> what? If what you my mind is that okay to say to anybody? Like, I don't even want to say that. Like, I don't even say that to men. And and unfortunately, I still see they draws when they sagging. They, they pants are sagging down. Like, and it's like, come here, Gray Haynes. Exactly. Like, what? no. Like, why you got on your little brother, little brother? Uh, you know, no. pink panties. Like, get over here. Like, like, no. Let me see that crack. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Tidy whities like this is a thing. Ugh. All I got to say is, you know, they about to close up shop on Hollywood, cause y'all, they've been probably doing this shit for a long time. Of I mean, course. I'm sure we could probably close up shop on a lot of people that have said things to us in the workplace. For sure. Oh, definitely. But um, Mr. Freeman or Mr. Clark, um. I don't know. That's that's all I got until more things come out. So, from what I seen of the clip that was on, um, I'm not sure if it was CNN or what, but it was on TV, and the girl was like, look at his eyes. 
look at his eyes. He looked me up and down, and he made that statement to me. Which the statement Wait, was, was he on the show? Yeah, they were doing an interview. It was him and three other gentlemen. Well, two other gentlemen. They're all were like, if I'm not mistaken, they're all were like, you know, upper age gentlemen actor, you know, actors. And they're sitting there and they're having like the the lady is interviewing the reporter is interviewing him. Well, not just him, but them. They're on it's three of them standing there, and they're like being interviewed and. She asked them something. Somehow they got on the topic of, like, her being pregnant. And he was like, yeah, I would sure like to have been there. Or, like, something like that. But, like, it seemed very dismissive. And she's on there, like, showing the clip. And she's like, look at his eyes. Look at his eyes. And it's like... Oh, so, like, she's in the interview, but they're playing the clip from the interview. Yes. Okay. Okay. And they're sitting there. So, you know how, like, when people have new movies that's coming out and they're sitting, you know, they're being interviewed about the movie. And it's three of them sitting there. And so she's sitting off camera. So you don't see her. But she's and asking the questions. He, she's asking the questions, and you can see that they're facing her, and she's like, he's, he said something about, you know, oh, I wish I would have been here or something. But it seems very dismissive. He didn't, I didn't see him touch her. Like, I didn't even necessarily see her, his eye, her eye, you know, like his eyes go up and down or anything. But it's like, it seems very like we're talking about a movie, How Do We Get On Pregnancy, and... Oh, okay. But let's hurry so like, this, like this interview up. Yes. Okay. It was very sarcastic. Mm-hmm. That's what his comment seemed to me. Okay. So it was like, yo, like, I don't feel like, like, come on, let's hurry this up. Like, let's mm-hmm. get back on topic. That's what it seems like. So she and said, she, seemed, she said, look at his eyes. You know, it's harassment, He what he said. And, and it's just like, girl, like, he probably didn't feel like being here. So you like, can be I sarcastic. Like, exactly. And it's like... I'm sarcastic all the time. That doesn't mean I want to dick you down. Like, <laughs> HR will be on your front door. It's like, jeez. I felt like that was, from what I seen of the interview, it, it seemed like it was very, like, blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. But all these other cases and stuff, mind you, it was only, it was two girls on the thing, but the one girl was speaking, because I think it was about her. So, she, I don't know where these other people came from. And that scene, and he even like apologized for her sarcastic remarks that was taken the wrong way. But it's like you know, now he got a fear for his job and his life. Like if this is his main livelihood, like what the hell? Like I feel like now in the wake of Me Too, mm-hmm. um, like like we said the a few podcasts ago, a few episodes ago, like what happens to the person that's like starting the stuff and then you don't hear about them like you know you don't hear about them down the line it's almost like the kind of like, like the alleged victim yeah okay that turns out not to be a victim but it's like but now you started like the witch hunt you started like the uproar so, so what happens to you? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, even with Cosby's, like, allegations and stuff, well, you know, his his whole case, let's put it that way, his whole case, all those women, and it was only, his his judgment was only based off of three individuals. So it was like, well, what the, you know what I mean? Like, so, like, for other men, not, you know, his case is already done with, but for mm-hmm. other men, is like, well, do everybody have to walk on eggshells now? Is it like just everybody walking on eggshells, or is it only men walking on eggshells, or like mm-hmm. like what's going on? 
that I, I don't know. I find that that's very interesting, and I don't know. Okay, her name is Liar Rich. No, I'm joking. No, 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 <laughs> not Liar. Like I read it on LinkedIn. Um, she wrote a, a article. And that, oh, is this about was, the Me Too movement or Me Who? Me Who, yes. Yeah, like yeah I said, Ooh. movement doesn't really support black, black women, women yeah. in um, our experiences in the workplace yes. and sexual harassment. Yes. Do you think that's true? I do feel like that's true. Um, I do feel, or not even not necessarily about me feeling, I mean, these are facts. It's, oh, yes. That when black, black women and white. are sexually assaulted, when we go missing... No one comes search for us. Like, there's no Amber Amber Alert for us. Mm. I mean, young children, the, the Amber Alert is for them. But even adults, you know, even, I mean, Sandra Bland didn't go missing. But how she was arrested and, you know, died in police custody, no one really cares. Yeah. And it's like we have to be our own advocate. I remember watching the BET Awards and it's these two women. I can't, I forget which state, but they started their own missing like children and adults for like um black men and women that mm-hmm. go missing they had to start their own because you know you see those missing children posters in walmart whatever whatever right but it seems like it doesn't really cater to the needs of black folks and it's like we have to be our own detectives to search for our children yeah it's like black people only have are their only alliance like other black people mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah especially black women and like really we're our shame. only alliance it's really a shame because this is alright I can't even necessarily say put color to the side because you can't but just as human just people to not care of another person missing is really disheartening yeah black white that's ridiculous and to have to start your own detective group or, you know, missing uh, children campaign or whatever because <clears throat> you know the powers that be don't really care. That's really sad. That's sad for humanity. Yeah. 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 But back to oh, Me Too. The, well, Me Who. Me Who, yes. Um, the article is called Sorry, Hashtag Me Who, with a question mark at the end. Um, by Angel Rich. She's the CEO of the Wealth Factory, Factory Incorporated. And, like, she owns, like, one of the most, like, you know, influential, I guess, app for wealth mm-hmm. that's that's in America, like, North America, anyway. Um, but, yes, if you have a chance, like, look up her article, read it yeah, in your spare time. It's on LinkedIn. She always posts, like, really good things, really good articles can and everything. Like, yeah, LinkedIn look like Facebook now. Can I follow her? Yes, or, you can. I, okay. I actually follow her. So oh, okay. I'm going to follow. I guess we're f- friends. Linked? We're linked. Yes. On LinkedIn. <laughs> um, But, yeah, like, I... It is a great article, though. And it, it hits so close to home because it's like you feel that way, but do you want to say it? And it's like, if you say it, are you like, am I the only one that feels this way? Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like that leads... Am I the only one that feels this way? It leads to our next topic mm-hmm. of. All right. Women of color leaving the United States. Yeah. And um, I'm ready to get my uh, my ticket. And we're, they're not being forced. Don't get that no, wrong. No, they're not being they're forced. Not being oh, forced. No, they're, they're not being pushed out. They're leaving on their out. own accord. Oh, okay? because they said so. They're leaving because of you people treating us like shit and yes yes 
right, I came across this story on Vice News. I don't even know how. Don't even ask. I'll be Googling a bunch of shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's this retreat in Costa Rica. And the treat, the treat, <laughs> the leader of, I guess, the pack mm-hmm. is her name is um, Andrea X. She was from Brooklyn and she moved to Costa Rica maybe two, three years ago um, because she said the spaces that she worked in, like she, she lost her job as a healthcare, I think, provider or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she went on a trip to Costa Rica. She felt that she was treated better in another country. This is not even her citizenship or anything. And she was treated better there as opposed to the place where she was born. Um, meaning America, not Brooklyn necessarily. And women of color have been traveling to this retreat. It costs like $2,222. Unfortunately, everyone can't afford to go. And it's um, it's just a place of healing. It's in like, you know, it's, it's, in, it's on a resort and it's like nature and you meditate, you eat vegan for like 10 days, you do yoga, it looks like they were reading, like, maybe their own writing or, like I guess, with their own experiences. And what Daph and I were saying that I totally agreed 100% with what was happening. And that's actually sad that you have to find solace somewhere else. And I am an American citizen. The fact that we have passports and the thought that if I go to another country or something happens, I feel like the U.S. Embassy would not come looking for me and my fiance. Oh, no, they don't. Like, no, and, and that really, like, hurts. I remember we were planning a trip to Mexico, and this is when Trump was starting his whole build the wall shit. And I, the trip was booked to Mexico. And I wholeheartedly was like, we cannot go on this trip. And, you know, he's like, why? And I'm like, it was just something in me that just did not feel right. I just, like, I can't I can't go against how I feel. And he's a rider, so he's like, all right, well, then we're not going. Mm-hmm. We, we, so we switched out and went to Jamaica. And Jamaica was cool. Like, it was great. But I, I just did not feel comfortable because I felt like when we go to Mexico and with all this build-a-wall mess, if we get stuck out there or you never know. You just never know. You hear of people getting kidnapped on trips. I felt that the U.S. Embassy would not come look for me. I don't care what my mama say, what my daddy say, if y'all are looking for me, I feel like no one's going to come look for me because I'm a black woman not from even America. Liam Leeson. No, and, and, and that's what really hurt. Mm-hmm. And the fact that these women are moving to another country, you know, Costa Rica, to find peace outside of a white world... I mean, granted, it's white people in Costa Rica. It's white people everywhere. I think the actual retreat is located on a white-owned, yes, you know. Yes, a white-owned resort. But resort. Like, she was saying, it's not like they pushed me out or anything like that, but it's like creating her own, um, you know, setting, I guess. And I, I want a ticket to go. That's definitely an experience I would like to have. Like, just to, to see how mm-hmm. how free can you get. Yeah. With people, you know, who look like you, who wouldn't... It seems like they're not... from Just from watching the video, it seems like it's, it's more of a bonding. Mm-hmm. It's not really a judgment zone. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, they all have their own, you know, ideals and whatnot, but... It's not like 
I don't feel like it's white bashing. No, like, no, no. Oh, these. No, it's, no. I think it's. Or we understand why we're here. Yes. And I'm sure everyone trades stories, but it's not all of that. I think it's like bonding with black women. Over your experience. Yes. Over a real life, not no hearsay experience. Like, this is what you live. And it's crazy that they came from all over. But they they all have like a common, it's a common thread between Mm -hmm. the experiences that they they experience. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like like black women, we definitely speak a language. Oh, definitely. I see a black woman come in an establishment, mm-hmm. and I'm like, hey, how are you? Right. Wow. Welcome. And it like, may, sometimes it don't even have to be words. It can be just the look. It's just the look. Like, and like, I got hey, girl, you, sis. Yeah. You over the yard. I see you. Yeah. I'm over here. Yep. Yep. We got each other. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing how across the diaspora that we are still connected. Oh, definitely. No matter at what. the heart of it, at the heart, of it. even if you don't, we don't speak the same language. Mm-mm. Like I can feel you. Yes, I can feel you. Like I see you, and we're going to get through it. Mm. And um, it's it's really sad that you got to go somewhere else to feel not necessarily wanted mm-hmm. and not necessarily accepted. I think it's it's not like the like want wanting the exception from white people. Like yes, you. You get what I'm trying to say? Like, you don't want to make it like, okay, so if white people treat me better, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. It's like, but if they don't, oh, I'm down here with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Like, wherever mm-hmm. down there is. Yeah. Or I'm not fully accepted, or I'm not fully living the life experience that I need to be living. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, that shouldn't justify it at all. But it's it's really, like, it's really daunting. I feel it all the time. Like, it breaks me down sometimes like because you just feel i know i'm more than like Mm -hmm. i know that i am enough but when you're like in these establishments and or you're carrying a heavy load literally physically carrying something no one's going to hold the door for you Mm -hmm. or no it's like black women they're strong they can handle it right it's like that sense of like i don't even exist i don't even matter enough for you to hold the door for me you see me how many times you see women getting on a bus with their stroller and their kid and no one wants to help it's just like oh here she go it's like you trip like contribute uh, i'm sorry attribute her with her child as baby mama drama single mom dad not around it's like why the fuck does that even matter help the woman with the damn stroller you know what i mean and it's like you don't even see me how many times people walk past me and they'll look and then when I just met you last week, I just met you and I'm speaking to you like, wow, I, I mean, normal people, if I'm introduced to you on one time, at least I take into account who you are, something about you that I'll remember. So when I see you, but you looking at me like a ghost, like I've never even seen you before. Mm. And that's like really hurtful. And it's not like wanting to be accepted. It's just the fact that like, do you really, like, do you see me or you just, you, like, you just don't acknowledge me? Like, I don't, until I'm associated with someone else. And then it's like, oh, now I see her. Oh, yeah. I've definitely experienced that. And that, I've experienced that, like, do you see me? Do you, do you even know me? Mm-hmm. Um, I have, I've even experienced that not just in a, quote, air quote, white setting. I experienced that amongst our own group, amongst our our own people, if you would even say, amongst creatives. Like, 
it's like, oh, I have to be associated. Oh, you're not, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I'm not deaf. Like, I'm not deaf to it at all. You're such and such as girlfriend or a partner mm-hmm. or, you know, oh, you came here with such and such, but do you get a chance to know who I am? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't, I, for years, I bet people can't even say, oh, well, this I know this about you. Mm-hmm. I know that about you. And I think, yeah. some, I think sometimes it's just, well, not even a thing. I know. It's pure ignorance because I think whatever whatever thoughts you you may have about me or my folks and I mean black women right mm-hmm. sometimes you want to hold on to that ignorance so therefore you don't even make the effort to try and get to know me because I want to hold on to the fact that she has a, a baby daddy uh, she's a single mom uh, she's on welfare and I'm not saying any of those things are bad but because this is your narrative, so this is good for you. You don't want to get to know me. You don't want to know that I got things going on for myself. I'm a college graduate. I, you know, we're doing our own media thing, and that's not enough for you. Because ignorance is bliss. Yes. When you're ignorant, it's like you live in like you really live in a fantasy. Mm-hmm. You believe what you believe, or you believe what you were taught, and that's all that matters. Yeah. And it's like you can peacefully go about your day, but when you have to. You know, you have to gain knowledge on something. You have to be exposed and educated on something. That's opening up a whole can of worms that most people can't even deal with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, especially from, especially from this retreat and like watching the video, as black women, we have no choice. We have no choice in it. I mean, I feel like we do. Like, cause some not all black women are like that, or like you know, or or think on that level. But to share the experience, like we don't. A lot of us may not have the terms to associate with how we feel or what we're going through, mm-hmm. but we know the experience. Mm-hmm. We know we can share that experience. I can relate to you because of what you may have went through and what I have went through, you know, and be on two oppo- polar opposite sides of America, yeah. of North America or of any sort, mm-hmm. you know, of any country or place. Um, and I find that even in watching the video that this was a question. It was like she said, I needed to eliminate <laughs> I needed to eliminate white people mm-hmm. from her 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 inner circle, basically, or just from her experience of life. Mm-hmm. Not saying all, because obviously she's partnering with the 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 um, retreat, you know, the resort yeah. that she's at to work, you know, to have a um, a retreat there. But in the same in the same token, she's making her own. Yeah, she's building up her own so that she can go and do her own mm-hmm. and. I find that it's like, oh, man, like I felt so bad at a point in time because when you're just open, being open to the world of AFAM studies now, and that's AFAM, not just African-American studies, but African diasporic studies. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you're just you're fresh and you're new and you're just open to that, you go through stages and one of those stages, anger. Like, cause yeah. you're upset. Yeah. Like you're reading books. It's probably like the five stages of grief. Yes. Yes. It's, it's very similar. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have to. You're open, and you're like you're going through these stages, and anger is one of them. Because I can tell, I can say for myself, I was very angry when I'm I'm reading these texts, and I'm like, you know, I'm doing my reports and my essays and everything like that, and it's all about how. We as black people, especially as black women, have been treated. Mm-hmm. And the only, like, the only solace and, like, the only home place I've ever felt was in 
the black women studies Agreed. class and that's mm-hmm. a class mm-hmm. like why do but I what feel when I step out of here exactly but why do mm-hmm. I feel such a connection there mm-hmm. that I don't feel in my other classes or that I don't I don't feel in the university yeah at all mm-hmm. and I felt like damn like I felt like I was the only one going through this even though like we can share all share that experience in that black women's class and it's like I still feel alone and then when I go home or if I go to not just home but like other like friends houses and things like that and you have their their people tell you like but I love my white friends Mm -hmm. and it's like what like it make, they make you feel wrong for feeling, for feeling the, way the way you, you feel. feel. Like, this is a real thing. That's a real but thing. But you can love your friend. Oh, I, I'm not saying yeah, not yeah, to. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, we're not saying not to, but right. you cannot sweep me under the rug and, exactly. like, my feelings aren't a real thing. Like, right. I, you live this shit. You may try to ignore it or I love my friend so much, but you cannot dance around it. Yes. You go to work. How many times you're undermined? in situations even in a classroom yeah definitely definitely in a classroom it's like we gotta run faster for everything and it really becomes exhausting Mm -hmm. and to feel associated like i understood wholeheartedly it really just it really makes me sad like actually talking about it like it really do makes me sad because i think going through it daily Mm -hmm. you start like thinking like is this is it me like am i overreacting um, it's like a mental thing. Oh, it's definitely it, it. Really, like I'm not joking. Like I'm, it's a, it's a mental thing because it's like <sighs> I'm going to step out into this world. I know my fiance cares about me. I know my father. I know my family. I know you care about me. I care about you, right? But just that general sense of humanity of just caring for someone with nothing withholding nothing like I don't even know you just common courtesy to feel that and have to go out and people just kind of whatever she don't mean shit to me anyway it really hurts it really hurts and I'm like so glad we're talking about it because sometimes I just feel for, for myself I don't know about you Dad, but disposable wow it's like wow I just, anywho, yeah, just feel, wow. Like, this is the world we live in. No one cares. I care about me. I know my friends and family care about me. And I don't know, like I said, it's like, I want you to love me. It's not that, but it's just the general sense of humanity of just, like, giving a fuck about somebody. And I feel like, Black women, we do that shit all the time. Like, we're always caring about somebody else. And then we're, like, always on the back burner for everything. It just... Like, I saw a black woman arguing with this white guy. And I, like, pulled over. No one stopped for her. No one cared what he was saying to her. How do you maneuver? How do you maneuver? Like, I don't know. I'm sorry. That's not something I necessarily, like, feel. I feel like as a society, though, as a society is that, is that pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Mm-hmm. No, it's like we're a sense of community, but only when it's appropriate, you know? And, I mean, I don't know. I think I feel like that's the, the culture we're cultivating now. 
and it seems like if you want something else, you're going against the grain. If you want, you know, unity, and by unity, I mean everybody included, then, you know, you, you're going against the grain, even though that's what it should be anyway. Like, the unity should, it, that should be in place anyway. Mm-hmm. And, I don't know, that's just something that's interesting. But, I, I feel like that retreat, like, it has so, it, it causes so many questions for me. Not not necessarily, like, a bad way, but just, like, I have so many more questions, so many more, you know, just, just things I want, I would like to ask. And it, and, and, and it's kind of mind bottling because it's like, dang, like I really am not the only one that feels that way. Mm-hmm. I'm not the only one that feels that way. Yeah. Um, that's and that's just that. And I feel like my experience more, like just just watching the video, it just seems more like, well, well, dang, like was I? I wasn't wrong for feeling that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't wrong for saying. Well, no, I don't want to be bothered with white people right now. Mm-hmm. And I have the right to, like, you know, and I have the right to feel that way. But yet, if you go, like I was saying before, like, I went over someone's house and they're like, well, I love my white friends. Well, the fact to me that, and you're like, oh, well, if this is my type of environment. If we go out, this is my type of environment because it's a white, quote unquote, white environment where you see maybe three black people and you're with two of them. <laughs> that's not even including yeah. yourself and it's like you know well dang like it's I don't know I'm sitting there puzzled a little it's bit it's like we always and have to be inclusive like everyone come on in yes come into no, my no not even about inclusive like that yeah. but I'm saying that it seems like the fact that you have to phrase it not just I love my friends mm-hmm. but you have to phrase it in a way of I love my white friends that show that you go through trouble, that's a coping mechanism. Yeah. And that's what um, I believe one of the, the people in the video were saying, like, that's a coping mechanism that we take on and we, we you you know, almost appropriate. Mm-hmm. And w- just to make ourselves feel comfortable. And it's like, well, no, I can, I can say I just love my friends. Yeah, that's it. I could just say that. Mm-hmm. I could just be okay with that, with just loving my friends. And I feel like that was, like, very bothersome and I've even experienced well they don't treat me like that well are you sure or do you, or do you not turn? even yeah or do you are you are you so you know you think one way you have one one lens that you don't even see it as being treated mm-hmm. a, a particular way mm-hmm. you know and I, I find that as a black woman you're very underrated underappreciated but they also lead us to our next, our next topic of uh, accountability. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about accountability and like we have to know and learn. Accountability is not just a mindset, a mind state, you know, a state of mind. It's a skill set as well. And you have to learn how to make yourself accountable for things, not just, oh, black women in a white world or anything like that, but just as a general, like, humanity mm-hmm. needs to learn how to be more accountable, like, take self-accountability. Well, we're going to jump into it? Oh, we're here. All right. So, Daph and I talk about accountability all the time. All the time. And 
One of the things I, I would say for me that sparked this, I mean, we could talk about personal all day, but specifically, Ariana Grande, and she was dating, is he a rapper? Mac Miller? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even listen don't to Ponytail's music, honestly. <laughs> I don't. But she read a fan's ass for filth, and I love it. I love it. So Ariana Grande recently broke up with Mac Miller, and he had a car accident, and he was arrested for DUI, whatever. Um. So one of his fans said... Mac, Mil- Mac Miller totaling his G-Wagon and getting a DUI after Ariana Grande dumped him for another another dude after he poured his heart out on a 10-song album to her called The Divine Feminine. Was it feminine? It's just the most heartbreaking thing happening in Hollywood. Ponytail says, How absurd that you minimize female self-respect and self-worth by saying someone should stay in a toxic relationship because he wrote an album about them, which, by the way, isn't the case. I am not a babysitter, ooh, or a mother, ooh, and no woman should feel that they need to be. I have cared for him and tried to support his sobriety and prayed for his balance for years. But shaming, blaming women for a man's inability to keep his shit together is a very major problem. And let the church say amen. So, the point is, when it comes to accountability, we all, I think we need to understand what accountability actually means. Mm -hmm. Because I think accountability and responsibility are used interchangeably, and we don't really understand the difference so all right so accountability versus responsibility so account responsibility is something that can be shared so an example of that would be that if i take responsibility of my part in this argument Mm -hmm. you know for the things i said accountability are things that cannot be shared so yes i take responsibility for my part in the argument but my accountability is for the things that I said. Do that do that make sense? Wait. Like I said, a, okay. are you listening to me? Slightly. I said, <laughs> like a res- it's a responsibility. Go ahead. So I take responsibility for the argument. Mm-hmm. But I have to take accountability for what I said in the argument. Yeah. So like the argument, I would say is like the action. Mm-hmm. But what is said... Or what the person said. Yeah, what the person said is what should be held accountable. Right. Okay. So just so we're clear, the difference between accountability and responsibility. You feel me? No. You got me? No, son? No. No, No, I mean, like, I never really associated the two. They're used interchangeably, but I know the difference. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't associate accountability with responsibility. Yeah. Even though being accountable is being responsible. Yeah. But I just wanted to put it out there because I feel everyone doesn't really know. It's like, well, he needs to be responsible. But it's like, yeah, Mac Miller. But is he... The the fan wasn't holding him accountable for his actions to her. And you were saying, well, not you, but the fan is like, oh, well, he made an album. Mm -hmm. So she should, like, forgive him. But he's not being held accountable for the things that we don't even know took place in this relationship. But I feel like that's 
an outsider's opinion looking inside. That's like looking inside of a house, a glass house. Mm -hmm. You can see what's going on inside. You can see them dating each other, but you don't know what their relationship is. Mm -hmm. You see them together, but you don't know what's going on. You don't hear what's going on. Mm -hmm. You're not a part of it. And that's that's anyone, any outsider's opinion of anything. Mm -hmm. That's that's freaking the news. (laughs) It's like, why as women... It's like, oh, I understand why he does the things he do because his mommy wasn't there. Like, why are you taking ownership for something that happened in his life? I'm not saying you can't help someone get on the the path to, you know, clearing out the funk that was in their life. But why are we shamed and blamed for something in someone else's life and we're being held accountable for something that he or she in a relationship isn't fixing or doing the work. Um, I feel like that's more so you taking on a responsibility. As women, we take on the responsibility because more than likely we're responsible for any and everything. There's a difference between responsibility and understanding. I can understand that you may have mommy issues. I can understand that you may have daddy issues or childhood issues, but I don't have to take that on. And I won't feel, as an individual, I won't feel obligated to take that on. That's the difference. And as women, I feel like we that's what we more than likely do. Why? Because we're 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 always, oh, I gotta handle. Oh, I gotta have my hand in. Oh, I gotta take part of or always oh, just thrust it upon me. But you nothing can and that's where accountability comes in. Because in order to be accountable, you have to give permission for somebody to do something. You have to allow it to happen to a certain extent. I'm not talking about everything. I'm not talking about things that people force you and that that's 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 a different action. That's criminal you you get what i'm saying okay but when you allow someone to diminish the person that you are regardless of if you know like i said accountability is a mindset a mindset and it's a skill set so if you don't know how to work the skills of being accountable that's something that you need to work on as an individual so that you can know how to allow other people to treat you mm-hmm. as individuals, as a woman, as a man, as whoever you choose to be. You have to be accountable for the things you do, for the things you say, because you can't, I mean, you can you can teach people how to treat you, mm-hmm. and that's you being accountable on your part of it. But is it their responsibility to treat you that way? If they so do it, if they so see it, you know. I feel like if you want to be in my space. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, it is your responsibility. I feel like once I put it out there. But that's a responsibility of a situation. Everybody is responsible for something. Everybody has accountability for something. Mm Mm-hmm. But you need to know, I need to know that, okay, I deserve to be here. This is what I'm accountable for. This is what I stayed out of my mouth. And this is how I expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. Anything other than or less than, I will not stand for it. Or I can remove myself from the situation. Or I can know how to maneuver and know how to, to work myself in a situation. Mm-hmm. Like, because I was thinking, when we talk about accountability... 
I was saying, like, to myself, can I hold someone accountable for the things that they have said to me or something that's said to me? And I feel you're damn right again, right? But then I felt on the flip side of that, it's like, how can I hold, who, okay, who, you you know how, um, it's like, who am I? I felt like, um, like, what am I looking for? Like, you know how God, right, mm-hmm. holds us, well, you know, like accountable for our actions, right? So I was thinking on a grand scale like that, right? Like, who am I to hold you accountable, right? You, you get what I mean? Like, how am I holding you accountable for something that you said? Yes, it is my duty to teach you how to treat me. But I felt like, am I thinking too much of me to hold... Am I thinking too much of me to, like, hold you accountable? But then on the flip side, that, that was, like, my initial thinking. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, no, you should. People have to take ownership of the things that they do and say. And I think it was my own thing because, like, kind of like dangling the carrot. Like, accountability, accountability. Like, you know what I mean? No. You don't understand what I'm saying? Not not with the carrot. Like, I guess, how can I put it? If someone apologizes to you, mm-hmm. right? You're holding them accountable for whatever they've done. They apologize. Now, you have the decision to either forgive or not. So, when I say that, that's what I mean by the dangling of the mm-hmm. carrot. Okay. So, it's like, yeah, you apologize, but I don't know if I still want to hold you accountable or not. Mm. I don't know if I still want to hold you accountable or not. But then that's something with the person. Yeah. Whereas, I would say, even if somebody did something to you and you forgive them and they never forgive you, you are, are accountable for how you feel. You see what I'm saying? You may not like what they did to you, but in order for you to move on and for you to be a better person and for you to succeed, oh, I'll forgive you. I mean, I may not forget what you've done, but I'll forgive what you've done and you don't even have to say anything to me. But I know for the betterment of me, for the betterment of myself, I forgive you. But everybody don't feel that way, and I don't expect everybody to. But that's something. Forgiveness is hard. Oh, nobody said forgiveness was easy. Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of whatever religious text you read, it never say anything about forgiving somebody is easy. The only person that forgives that's easy is the Most High, is God. And, and, you know, he forgives because he loves. Mm -hmm. So it's like as individuals and as humans, do we have that much love inside of us to forgive somebody? And to not feel like we have to string them along and dangle a carrot and, oh, I forgive you today, but I don't forgive you next week for what you already said I was sorry for. And I, you know, you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So that's that's where I question humanity. That's where I question myself. Because every day I'm, I'm trust and believe, I ain't got that much love in my heart. I mean, I pray so and I, I hope I do. I ain't got love. I, I sure got don't. It. Nope. Like, listen, agape love is something on a whole different spiritual and level. I ain't got it. <laughs> I was reading this article um, by Linda Glendo. Um, Linda Glendo. Galindo, whatever, whatever. And so it says, no excuses, being accountable for your own success. That's the title of this article. And she goes in and she talks about um, the steps in the process 
of accountability and self-accountability. And she breaks it down into three sections. One, which is responsibility. Two, which is self-empowerment. And three, which is a personal accountability. And I find that that was, that was really interesting. And she also, throughout her article, like, you know, stated that responsibility is the before. Self-empowerment is the during. Is the during. And personal accountability is the after. Okay. So, so. all this is linked to accountability. It's like, you know, how you, how you break it down. So... The responsibility is being responsible either way. 100% good, 100% bad. You got to be responsible, right? The next is recognizing your power. You can give that power away, but that's a conscious choice. It doesn't happen without your permission. All right, so wait, what was the first one again? The first is be responsible of your e- okay. either way own it 100 percent, good or bad okay so that was like earlier like i take part in whatever right. took place mm-hmm. okay now the second part was recognizing your power recognize your power okay you can give that power away but it's a conscious choice it happened it doesn't happen without your permission okay so it being quiet doesn't just because you're quiet don't mean you give your permission some people take advantage that's different but okay. is, is being quiet maybe like owning, like um, like is being quiet, I guess, not responding, like such a bad thing? Mm. Mm. I guess it depends on you. It right? depends on the person. Deal with, deal with what is. How do I want to react to the situation that is? That's the question you should ask. Ask yourself? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you got to deal with what is. Not with what was going on, not what coulda, woulda, shoulda, but what is at the moment. Okay, number two, self-empowerment, the during. Rather than wait, rather than waiting for someone to declare you empowered or to give you that one lucky break, you step outside your comfort zone, make things happen, and answer for the outcomes. That's self-empowerment. Okay? Manage expectations. And in the in the words of the of the great Maxine Waters, I think that's her name. Reclaim your time. You damn right, that's her name. <laughs> Shit, don't I knew that it. would get you. Yeah, You're like, like what? what? Again. I think that's her name. Like, I knew what? that would get you. <laughs> what? It says, take back your time. Reclaim your time. No is an empowering word. So every time you utter. I can't say no. Ask yourself, you can't or are you unwilling to? Hmm. And sing your own praises. Okay? Sing your own praises. Only you can. That's it. (laughs) And then for personal accountability, the after, it's a willingness to answer for the outcomes of your choice, actions, and behaviors. That's what personal accountability is. Tell the truth. Nobody believes them anyway. Nobody believes lies anyway. Not even you. (laughs) Police yourself. (laughs) That's self-explanatory. Look to yourself first. When trouble arises, look to yourself first. Ask four questions. What is the problem? 
What am I doing or not doing to contribute to the problem? What will I do differently to help solve the problem? And how will I be accountable for the results? Boom. There you is. There, 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 there you is. There you, look, there I ain't even is. saying it right. There, there, there you is. Yes. Like, drop the mic on that one. Like, boom. It made me do a whole lot of things. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I am like, hmm. I didn't even think about it that way. Well, send that one to me. Oh, I yeah. sure will, girl. You know I will. Um, and it's just like, you know, hmm. Like, there, I can think of moments in my life where it's like, yeah, I should have been more accountable <laughs> in yeah. that situation. Mm-hmm. Or like, yeah, I was passing blame. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's easy. It's, oh, definitely. And that's the thing. It's so easy. You can do it with your eyes closed, you know, no hand motion at all, and pass the blame to someone else. I think the most difficult task to do is to be accountable and hold yourself accountable, mm-hmm. to police yourself mm-hmm. and being accountable. Like, you but know, I think, like, sometimes when we call someone to the forefront, like, I'm going to tell you what I didn't like. And in that moment, because you're so wrapped up in your own, I'm not, even though you know that you're wrong. You know it. Mm-hmm. But no. Why, why would I do that? But I feel like before you even get to the point of calling somebody out, you got you to gotta do it do to yourself. Yeah. You got you to gotta say, all right, well, before I call somebody out, because it's easy to read somebody. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's easy to read someone, anyone, a group of people. That's the easy task. But looking in the mirror is the hard task. Handle that task first. Get to mm-hmm. me later. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people don't don't realize that or don't even think about it. It's like, you know, I can easily tell somebody what's on my mind. I can set them straight. I can tell them what was right, what was wrong, what was sideways, what was left, this, that, third. But what am I telling to myself? Am I reading myself? Yeah. Am I? And it's probably like, not. Pro- you more than likely, you, am I? No. Not. Mm-hmm. You're not. So, where do we go from here? Where do we go? Second, no, not today. So, we're not today. No, nope. <laughs> John doesn't trip you. <laughs> but um, I guess what's the uh, the upside of this? The upside is self awareness. That's the upside to this. Is take a moment, even after listening to this podcast, even whatever you do. Take a moment at the end of the day, in the beginning of the day, sometime throughout the day, and ask yourself, what did I do today? What, how did I treat somebody? Mm-hmm. Was it right? Was it wrong? Or, yeah, I said something wrong. Mm, maybe, you know, I didn't really like that, but why didn't I like it? You know, just try to try to try to look inside first. Deal with yourself first. And I feel like we as individuals will be in a much better place. If we take accountability. If you take for, accountability for our for your actions. actions and, you know, have play your part in your own success. Mm-hmm. And that's your success with yourself, you know, inside yourself, whether it's personal growth, whatever, whether, because, you know, personal ethics and, and personal accountability works hand in hand with professionalism and professional ethics and accountability. Because mm-hmm. the, the way you live your life outside of the work, working eight hours, eight hours plus or whatever, 40 hours a week plus, or half the time, 20 hours, it doesn't matter when, you take that same person and that same stinking thinking and that same 
you know, pushing guilt and reading people. You take that into your workplace. Yeah. This is why people feel so so attached to things that's that's work related. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. like, well, did did Susie Lou just roll her eyes at me? Like, mm-hmm. why do I care though? Yeah. Like what is is that hurting me? Why do I care? Did it's it's gonna make a break of my day? Like Maybe she going through something. Mm-hmm. Did I ever think about and that? And maybe she she wasn't even looking at you. Maybe she wasn't she looking wasn't at you. Even looking at you. But you have inserted yourself in something that didn't even call for you being there. Nope. Or but because you, you're in your own mind. Exactly. And whatever thinks thinking thinking you have, mm-hmm. you have created a problem where there wasn't one. There you go. So Free yourself of stankin' thinking. Yeah. Or if you, you know, if you know, even though you the friend of the friend of the friend, or the friend that's the close friend, and you can't keep your close friend secrets, mm-hmm. but yet you can go on in your, on your job, on your 9 to 5, or, you know, 3 to 11, whatever you're doing, and tell a confidential, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the confidential, you know, background of, of a, a client or something mm-hmm. like that. But the do you thing, see the link? <laughs> when we were thinking, like talking about accountability, I also said about even last episode when we talked about um, uh, like friends or family, right? Mm-hmm. This goes into the yes man situation, oh, right? Yeah. Everybody's not wrong. Everybody's not wrong. Okay, and this is when you have to have a trusted source. Like I trust you, Dev. So if I did something or if I said something, I trust your judgment. I trust your outlook on life. So I was like, Mish, that was wrong. Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, all right, bitch, like, whatever. Like, that's something <laughs> I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't want to hear it. But I know I will go home and reflect on it like, dang, that probably wasn't right. But family members, mm-hmm. friends, whoever, whoever's your, your tribe, right? Right. We, we look to them for the things that, like, all right... I know Daph, you my you my my homegirl, so you're gonna, you know, we we're aligned alike a lot. But then when things kind of go left, then I'm not, I don't want to really hear what you have to say. And I feel like your tribe, they have to keep it one hundred with you, and you have to be willing and ready to receive whatever comes your way. Now I'm not saying. This is a whole room of everybody, and you did this, and you did that, and you said this, and you said that. But you have to, what you put out, like we say, what you put out is what you get back. Mm-hmm. So when you cannot be that friend or that family member that's kind of like, well, you know, he or she had a, a rough life. Like, just in regards to this whole Ariana Grande thing. It's like, okay, sure. We've all had a story or two or ten that we can tell. But that does not excuse your behavior. That does not excuse what you say, Mm -hmm. does not excuse what you do, and we have to take our part. And that's where your tribe comes into play. And I know maybe immediately when things kick off or something happens, you may not be ready and willing to accept it then, but eventually, like you said, you have to sit, what did I say? What did I do? You cannot form, because I feel like as time elapses with things, especially when we want to be right, we start forming other stories that was oh, not yeah. initially. And then your tribe mm-hmm. goes along with the program, and then what? So that's why yes men is a definite no-no. You cannot have people in your squad. And mm-hmm. you shouldn't want that. 
you should not want someone that's going to agree with you wholeheartedly on everything because what do I need you for? Right. And if you align yourself with someone that's that are yes men, if, with people who are yes men, or you just like, hmm, they're just agreeing with me on everything, you have to take a step back and see, well, what attracts that to me? Like, you know, why are these people attracted to me that way? You know, like, why why am I surrounding myself? Is there something I'm looking for? Is there a deeper issue that's going on with inside myself that I need to address? And I feel like a lot of people who are in those situations don't necessarily do that. Mm-hmm. And it take they have to go through something. They have to go through something in order to figure that out. Mm-hmm. If they ever do. Yeah. If they ever do. And it's like, you see it in movies a lot. Like, I know I see it in movies a lot where, you know, an experience, a horrible experience happens and the person figures it out before his group figure it out. And it's like, well, did you do this to me? And they're like, oh, well, no, no, no. Or like, you know, if they, oh, what do you think about this? Yes, I think you should go with it. I think you should go with it. Even though that person already knows because they already have that knowledge that this is not a good idea, but the people around them are still going with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I find that that's something that's just, I don't, it's, it's very difficult overall to just look inside that somebody n- nobody really wants to look up to their mirror because you don't mm-hmm. really want to see how ugly not you your are but your insides are mm-hmm. and the things that's on the inside you could be the most beautiful person in the world but have an ugly core mm-hmm. and if you don't get that core right no, nothing else is nothing else is it, it may look like it's working but it's not mm-hmm. at the end of the day when you lay down with you when you have to talk to you because yes we do talk to ourselves we hear our own voices in our heads and it's like hmm if I think that everything I say is right something's not right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like you know if I can go back and forth with like you know well my something's saying that this isn't a good idea but girl you got it you can do it anyway and it's like no, that's not, that's not, I don't know if that's coming off right, but, you know, that's not, that's not good. <laughs> Whatever that it is, mm-hmm. like, you should always have that feeling, like that gut-wrenching feeling. If you don't, something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's all. And that's all, folks. If you, if you don't figure out what's going on with that core, you just, ugh. Uh, you just ugly. And remember, you remember in the words, ugly. <laughs> She ugly, ugly. You can win. So what? I'm gonna go home and watch it. I got um, some life, life changing questions in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, as Michael Jackson says, you can win. All right. So <laughs> I thought it was you can't win. I thought it was like you can win. No, you can't you, win. You can't win. You can't break even, and you can't get out of the game. I don't know. I Maybe you can win. Let's Google. Right, Google well, y'all. Let us know. Okay. But anywho, our closing statements. Are, you can't win, child. Yes, it is can't. You I can't mean, win. Yeah. You can't. I'm gonna say you can win. Well, you can. win. Speak positivity. Yes, you can win. As Michael Jackson say, in my mind, I don't know what they're talking about. But Michael Jackson, in my mind, says you can win, okay? And you can. If you take accountability, responsibility, ask yourself questions before you approach a situation, you know, kind of check yourself. Check yourself. Check, check, check it out. Oh, oh, oh. Check, check it out.
Oh, okay. No? Really? Yeah. I am... <laughs> yeah. That will haunt me for the rest of my life. Watch, I'm going to do a video just like this. Uh, in the 90s. Yo, that's so Sister Egg. Isn't Dance it? move right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to go Sister Act 2. Not even the first one. Yeah, no. No, I'm going to go. We want joy, full joy. Full. All right, we got to get the hell out of here. Yes. Well, this was a really good episode. Yeah, I think so. Did you like it? I do like. I always like. No, I that's know. not true. Like, <laughs> We're fine, then. I'm being honest with myself. Okay. There you go. Well, thank you. Self-improvement. Self-improvement is the greatest. No? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right, guys and gals, cats and dogs, we are signing off. And we out. Peace.